0: with candle art to spark trolls and charge tolls to cross worlds your bandits are catacombs and giant doors protect the chest stores and stores legendary items with the dragon bones and iron it's ore. a grand theft
1: of elder scrolls simon's quest to toe and earl rocket shoes to every
0: clue easter eggs and gaming news the potus need some bad dudes to crash a crew like bandicoot all shit and gaming and glitched control issues
1: english control issues yes yes y'all
0: yes y'all yes y'all
1: well this is control issues at am the amc
0: and and this is a dub yeah you can find us at control dash issues.com you can also go to your podcast provider whoever that may be look for control issues download it subscribe to it rate it review it Head on over to twitch.tv slash controlissuespod where we put up gameplay videos for your viewing pleasure and hop on over to Twitter. My control issues is the handle AMC. How you living?
1: Living well, A-Dub. Living well. Um, yeah, my week has been going pretty good. This is this has been a birthday week. So I've been, I've been getting... I'm a cake and I'm a food. <laughs> all the stuff that I all the stuff that I would want that you don't get on a regular basis. Decided to go all out with all that. So been enjoying that. Got to see the family. Um, do that whole damn thing. And then kids are healthy. You know, everything's looking pretty good right now. So I'm uh, talking about. Can't complain. Started a new series that being poker face on Peacock, enjoying that. Ah, I have to check that out. Yeah. It's from the uh I guess from the same people that did Dimes Out and Glass Onion, but it's a series, so it's pretty dope. Um, And yeah, yeah, everything's been good. How about yourself, Ato? Well,
0: uh, Everything's been good. It's starting to warm up a bit. You know, unfortunately for me, that means no more sweaters, no more jackets. Those are my favorites. But yeah, just chilling, trying to keep the finances straight, tax season. So, you know, got to get your W-2s, your 1099s, got to... Yeah everybody who's doing their day trading, make sure you get your your statements. Hopefully you've been, you know, harvesting your losses in the previous year, lower your, lower your income, lower your tax bracket, get that (laughs) refund. (laughs) Just a little financial advice from you people here control issues. Yeah, man, this, you know, nothing different starting to, I I know I probably say this every week now, but just getting, getting back on my routine. I picked up one of my books. I haven't started yet. And just looking through thinking about, you know, picking up the pencil again, starting to draw, start learning some stuff all over again. And yeah, just looking forward to what each day brings. Looking forward to the games that each new month brings, because you know how we do. No matter what, gaming is a mainstay, and it will always stay my main.
1: All right. Speaking of that, a dub gaming wise, what you've been, what you've been playing? I know you've been playing some new games, at least that you mentioned last week. How's that going?
0: Well, you know. It's, <laughs> Same two games, uh, lots of Overwatch, especially now that we got E single in the mix. This dude is playing all the time, all hours of the night. Like, I've been just playing till 6 a.m. with E single. As people should know, E single is my brother. I am a double. He's E single. And yeah, man, just. We we had an epic session. AMC joined in after me and E Single had a couple of losses. And the next thing you know, the wins just start rolling. Casual wins, unranked wins. Then it was like, all right, let's get some competitive going. Then the competitive wins started coming. And that was just like, wait a minute. <laughs> we might we might have something going on here. It's like, um I know you and E Single, well, you you typically run run support e single does support damage i do damage tank and just somewhere down the line we got into a group where you two it was double support with you two guys and i was either damage or tank but you know you start to notice the difference between playing with random people versus playing with your friends because since we play together so often it's like you two know your roles as well as how to work together as healers. Like when you're playing with random people, it's usually them, you know, they're, they're doing their best, but they're playing individually. When you got two healers that are working together to manage the remainder of the team and occasionally being offensive as well, it's, it's a whole different level. Like you're just not dying. You're dishing out damage. You can get a little more bold, go a little further out, in front of the pack and just just zero in on those weak ones take them out then that allows that allows me to be more effective at what i do which is just zeroing in on the squishies you know picking off people in the back line my favorite tactic it is it's always great you start engaging the tank and get the tank focused on you. But while the tank thinks that, like, oh, this dude, he's not even hitting me. He's not even doing no damage. I'm about to take him down. It's like, I'm not shooting at you, bro. I'm shooting at everybody behind you. <laughs> and just keeping, just keeping you occupied, thinking that you're doing something. Next thing you know, mercy down. Next thing you know, Mortimer down. Next thing you know, Reaper down. Next thing you know, Widowmaker down. Then the tank's all alone. And then he's mine. <laughs> just amazing. I mean, ultimates, getting quadruple kills, triple kills, turning the tides of the game, learning, learning just new tactics and strategies with the characters. I've been uh starting to work echo in. I'm really liking, I love the way she controls. I just gotta get better at leading my shots and getting those sticky bombs on people. But the the better I get with her, the more effective. And just devastating her abilities, becoming combat. I'm just, I'm flying all over the place, just raining down destruction from the heavens, putting pressure on the Widowmaker. Because you guys know that's my big thing is if there's an enemy Widowmaker out there, that's just number one. You're dying <laughs> every time. Uh, a little a little game I like to play is like, can I make the Widowmaker switch characters? Mm-hmm oftentimes that happens sometimes they just straight up leave the game I was like yeah (laughs) but other than that I'm about I'm coming up on 70 hours deep in Forspoken I'm starting to get into the home stretch I've unlocked the final group of spells those Ola spells those lightning spells with the oh man it's the attacks and the traversal and the evasion and combat in Forspoken are awesome but I think not enough like praise is given to the the myriad of support spells that you have because with each different spell book you have three attack spells that all function differently so total you have about 12 with the support spells you have about eight per group which means you have 32 support spells different types of shields different kinds of Different kinds of buffs, different kinds of mines, just different kinds of functionalities. Like the water, the water set lets me summon like a a cyclone of water that I can just kind of circle strafe around when flying enemies are out there and it'll just, it'll suck in the flying enemies, it'll suck in the projectiles and make things a lot easier for me to manage in battle. Like the the electricity spells, I can make a copy of myself that the enemies attack. I can throw, I can make a, basically what amounts to a chaos field and confuse the enemies. They'll fight each other and just, uh it's, man. I, I wanted an infamous style experience out of Forspoken. That's exactly what they gave me. I'm just getting more adept at switching between the magic styles. Like, I'm about to start focusing on using the button commands To switch styles in real time, rather than bringing up the menus and cycling through everything to get to a style, it's like you can just you can hold the L one and R one and the wheels will come up. You pick a school, you let go of one of the buttons, it goes to the relevant menu for attack magic or support magic. But you also have the ability to to do a button combo where you press L one and R one and you press one of the face buttons and it does a move from the spell from the spell group that you selected and switches you to that spell group. So you're remaining offensive, you're remaining evasive, you're switching your spells in real time. And then as long as you have things set up the way that you want to, like you're just transitioning between these things fluidly. And that's just, that's awesome. Like it, like imagine if you were all for one in my hero academia and just switching between perks, I mean, switching between quirks, it's like, ah, I need damage times three. I need speed times seven. I need resilience. I need that super healing. <laughs> <laughs> and just pick it. So one I got to give Force Welcome credit. It's definitely making uh, a strong step forward for future games where you can have more options at your disposal. It opens up the amount of expression you can have while you're playing, like you can have your particular play style and just favor the spells that play toward that. You can, but you always have something for every situation. So, and I love the way that the game teaches you how to use the magic. I know I've talked about this, but it's like you get the magic. It tells you what everything does, but then you have the ability to enhance spells. And basically what those are are little, are little combat challenges where you have to use the spell a certain way, a certain number of times, and then that gets you an extra magic point in that group. It boosts the damage or boosts the duration or removes the stamina cost and things like that. So they're basically tutorials for each individual spell. So you learn how they work. You use them repeatedly. It's like, okay, now let me work on these spells. Let me work on these spells. And then with the attack magic, because it has multiple levels, you're you're using it longer in different ways in order to, you know, be shown the most effective means to use it and to give you an idea of its versatility. And it, it's awesome, man. I'm i for a I don't care what anybody says. You come at me, bro. I don't give a damn. But anyway, AMC, what have you been playing?
1: Uh, two games. One, obviously, as you said, that we both share that being Overwatch. Uh, that game. Continues to be amazing. Mm -hmm. I went from the previous weeks of focusing on mercy to now back in the saddle with Lucio again. Like just, it's great. Just going from one character to the other, going back and forth. It's, and it always seems like as you put in that focus with one character and then you come back to the other one, you somehow have like leveled up in that time where you're now better with the other character. So I just putting in work with mercy somehow made me better with Lucio. Like the, I maybe it's the fact that like, mercy it's a lot of it's about like survival and so because of that you have you have to have a lot of you know just awareness of like your your escape patterns uh where you're where you might be vulnerable as far as like where enemies can pop out of where your teammates are so you know that you can either get to them or you know that you'll at least have some backup if, if things get crazy so it just it increases your awareness playing as like a as a squishy especially like a support squishy and so with that then going to lucio i just felt like i just had a complete and better understanding of the map and in bringing that to what lucio Ari has to offer it's been fun and you know it's there's the benefit of having now that extra gun with lucio and in doing everything on top of that with like his you know wall slide in to his healing and really knowing when to utilize his ultimate like at the right time of the battle which is um you you want to get the most out of momentum, and so like a lot of times, like what I've been doing with uh, especially with Lucio's ultimate when we were playing in the uh in the ranked matches, was um not using it, because a lot of times I I use it too early or too late. So using it too early, it would be right at the engagement. Use it, and then we'd have our battle. And the downside of that was I felt like at least was you're battling the enemies if you immediately use the ultimate where they're like, all right, well. Let's just fall back, wait it out, and then we'll do battle. And if you wait too late, the problem could be people die and then you use it. And then you're using it on the people who basically survived up until that point. And so the best thing is if you can kind of have a good idea of where your entire team is, like seeing them all, seeing their health. And then right when you see like the first person get to critical, unleashing it right then, because a lot of times then the engagement has already gone on for enough time where you know, people are positioned and the enemies have gotten themselves out of position. Now they've gotten like super aggressive. So now they're kind of pushing back into back past the front line, which is like the tank to the support level. And they're getting ready to then to start wreaking shop. And then so at that point, if you unleash the ultimate and suddenly just throw a shield on everybody, well now they're trapped in like this kill zone <laughs> of action uh against all these people who are now buffed up with shields. And so, yeah, um, been figuring out when to do that and with that it either can kill the momentum of an attacking team or it can just completely push your momentum forward if you're like engaging and then trying to push past a certain point so uh yeah just knowing when to unleash that ultimate has been a complete tide turner with a lucio outside of like his healing and you know his his attack something that like um can be slept on or is he has like that I think three round burst, maybe it's a four-round burst. Well, and Baptiste, yeah, that three No, no, no. Uh, uh Lucio. Uh,
0: all that four-round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. if you
1: <laughs> if you connect with all of them, it does pretty good damage. And so I've been utilizing not utilizing it more, but just getting better at it from an aim perspective from playing with like uh Baptiste. And so yeah, um, the Lucio game has just been on point. And as you said, playing with e single and the thing with like support is I never worry about the other support character for the most part. Like if I see that they're hurting then I'll come and heal them, but for the most part you kind of with support you're you're kind of splitting up if your team is um you know dispersed. It's kind of like you take that you take that group, I'll take this group and like we'll we'll split up our healing duties. Um and so with E single playing support i already know what he's capable of and what he's doing that i don't have to worry about his side of the map and so i can just focus on what i'm doing and it just yeah makes it a lot easier cuz you're you're not worried about like oh is that support like doing any healing cuz that's like usually the issue with the support character is they're getting the kills but they're not getting any healing and you need to keep people alive first and foremost and then you can get the kills by usually keeping the other people alive and then as the the enemy's health gets low you get off those final couple of shots drop them down and then you you go back to healing everybody up so it's not that you're trying to necessarily engage and take somebody down completely one on one it's that you're helping them take somebody down so yeah um we had that ultimate run just Taking competitive after competitive after competitive, it felt oh, real great. Um, so good, yeah. So who knows how the chemistry will will build from there? But as of right now, that looks like a great team dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of that, played a lot of uh, Astro Shane this week. Just been. I had Midnight, I have Midnight Suns, so it's just been sitting there. I've been waiting to play it. And I gotta beat Astro Chain first because it's it's too good of a game to not to not finish before moving on to the next title. So and I'm near the end. So I pretty much this week I pushed to the point where I took down the boss before the boss, which is, you know no. in, in a lot of games or stories there's the initial enemy that's revealed and then there's always the uh the surprise enemy who was the real like the real big bad of um throughout the entire scenario that wasn't revealed in the beginning and so i took down the initial revealed enemy and now i'm going on to take down the real big boss so this seems to be the the final act of the game which who knows sometimes final acts can go pretty quickly and sometimes they can drag on for a couple more hours but um yeah, I'm hoping that I'll have this game put down soon, and then I got a couple titles waiting for me to hop right into. Yes. But a hey, dub, let's hop right into these topics of the week. Top- topics
0: of the week. Yes. Which guy? Well, I'm I'm gonna start off. I'm gonna start off with a little, a little downer so that we have nowhere to go but up. Yes. <laughs> Starting with some with some delay news. Because because you knew it was happening, twenty twenty three was just too stacked. But you know, simmer down, hold your horses. It's not a major delay. (laughs) Star Wars Jedi Survivor: The release date has been delayed six weeks. Six weeks. Yeah, so initially it was scheduled to come out in March which, oh, God, I was so excited for next month. But now it's being pushed back to April 28th. So not a terribly big deal. Uh, Let me see. What's the statement say from Respawn? For the last three years, the Jedi team here at Respawn has poured its collective heart and soul in the Jedi Survivor. We're proud to say the next chapter in the tale of Cal Kestis is content complete. We're now focused entirely on the final stage, bug fixes to enhance performance, stability, polish, and most importantly, the player experience. Jedi Survivor is a direct response to the feedback from our community, delivering expansive destinations to explore, evolve, combat, and traversal, and of course, the continuation of Cal and BD's story. Making this game has truly made us a better team, and we have pushed ourselves to every level to make this the Star Wars sequel our fans expect from Respawn and Lucasfilm games. In order for the team to hit the respawn quality bar, provide the team the time they need, and achieve the level of polish our fans deserve, we've added six crucial weeks to our release schedule, and the game's coming out April 28th. Thanks to EA for giving us the time to deliver the best experience for our players, and to all of you for your understanding. So So what what you may not have picked up in that language is that they're trying to give the team more time, which means they're trying not to crunch. (laughs) <laughs> so yes we know how that goes but yeah not a big deal still looking forward to the game absolutely going to be a day one AMC does
1: this affect you in any material way um no not really it just uh what pushes it a little bit closer to Diablo Diablo is what June or is yeah, that yeah so it just pushes it a little bit closer to Diablo but no nah. now nah, it doesn't really affect me at all I still need to play the um the first Jedi Jedi Fallen Order. Um, Yeah. That's what I was going to ask you. Yeah. So I haven't played that. So there's not really a huge rush to get to survivor. And if anything, if I were to play Fallen Order, I probably wouldn't play survivor like right away. I like to space out, like space out games. And from that sense. So um, yeah, not too big of a deal. The delay isn't too bad at all. Was it like you said six weeks? That's not Mm -hmm. far. That's not like a, a major delay. That is very much like a, a fine tuning delay. Like yeah. if it were to be like say like six months to a year, then it's like you might start questioning things. But
0: we're delaying from March to December.
1: <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, six weeks is like let's just we got a couple of details here that we want to get nice and tight so that people have less to complain about at launch.
0: Because <laughs> you know they're gonna complain. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, all all everything that they're doing right now for those six weeks are going right into that day one patch. Uh, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, not not too bad not too bad of a delay um i think people are still excited about this this won't kill any of the momentum or hype behind it um it's a star wars game it's a sequel to a great well-received um debut uh launch for fallen order um the character is looking a little more a little more older a little more mature they we've seen some of the additional gameplay mechanics. So there's a lot going in favor of this game. And yeah, I think that this delay is um, not an issue at all. And when it comes out, people are going to still be all over it. How about yourself? Does that, does this affect your, your timetable at all? As far as the games that you were planning to play around that time?
0: No, it's still a reasonable distance away from Diablo. So Jedi survivor remains out it remains a game that's going to be played in its prime. so not worried about that. It puts it very close to Redfall. So you know, I wasn't I wasn't too drawn to Redfall. I am interested in it and I would like to support it. but you know, if I'm playing Jedi Survivor at the time, Redfall is going to fall into the cracks. So that's how that goes. And yeah, just every everything is just busy work until Diablo. so that's what's going on uh, we we've seen jedi survivor we know it looks phenomenal we know it's going to have a bunch of additional new content new ways to play uh, just more means of getting around the game worlds and just looking forward to seeing how everything comes together as a final package and thankfully respawn is taking the time necessary to make sure that final package is going to be in the best shape possible for those of us who jump in the moment is ready but amc Let's
1: get to the next topic of the week. Topic of the week. week? Well, A.W. mentioned it, so let's do it. If you're a fan of Redfall, and if you're a fan of Always Online, then this is the story for you, A.W. Let's see. uh, This is from GameSpot. Redfall, publisher Bethesda, has confirmed that the game will require and always online connection. <laughs> even even when playing in single player. <laughs> <laughs> on, let's see, on the official Redfall FAQ, FAQ the new requirement uh, states that a persistent online connection is required for single player and co-op, and that a Bethesda.net account will also be necessary. <laughs> <laughs> See, so, yeah, um, this isn't this is still from Gamespot. This isn't an unusual move, as many modern games require some form of online check-in as an anti-piracy measure or progression fairness to keeping the playing field level when joining friends in co-ops, as in Redfall's case. So, a hey, dev. Always online. We've discussed this with previous with other games. I believe we, we even mentioned it maybe last week with a game. So um yeah, how do you feel about Redfall requiring always online even for single player?
0: I mean, I have internet.
1: We're using <laughs> it right
0: now. <laughs> like, it, it's not a big deal. Like uh, it's and this could have easily been trolled a week, but we uh, got a different one for you. However, it's I'm The more that these situations come up and the more people chime in about why this is bad and why it can't be this way, it's just like, well, what's really going on here? Like the game, if the game is good, then hopefully you play it. If you're playing it and it's successful, it's going to be around longer for you to be able to keep playing it. So if the servers ever get cut. It's not because they just arbitrarily decided like, ah, we're done supporting this game. It's because you, the consumers, have either not supported it when it was around or you stopped supporting it when it was. So, I like, I get the whole games preservation argument. Games shouldn't have to disappear. We should be able to play it. But it's like, dude. Like, how many years does a game need to be out before you're going to decide to play it? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I got a, I saw a thing. Somebody made a thread. Like, uh, are we are we ready to agree that Goldeneye isn't as good as we thought it was? It's like, okay, like you waited twenty seven years to be able to say that. Like, it was good at the time it came out because there was nothing else like it at the time. But times change. And more games come out. I'm not going to get mad if a game that I didn't get around to playing for several years suddenly disappears. Because if it disappears, it means, (laughs) hey, you know, you didn't get around to it. And that's the reason why it's gone. Or you avoided it for some ridiculous reason that people come up with these days and it went away. So if you don't want games to go away... Don't contribute to the process of killing them which is starving them of their engagement and their player count and their revenue stream because that's what it all boils down to in the end it's not about being greedy it's about hey we're running a fucking business this shit costs money if we're not pulling in as much money on this thing as we're putting into it we're gonna stop doing it and move on to something that people resonate with more and if anything when like I almost want to say live service games and always online games actually help developers move more swiftly to the kinds of games that we will want to play for extremely long periods of time. Because if the game fails commercially, they'll just move on and like, okay, we learned learned some things here. We learned what people like. We learned what they don't like. Let's try this again, but better. So every... Like a failure just gets you one step closer to success, right? Is that the saying? I don't like every success is built on uh, ten thousand failures, mm-hmm. something like that. Every time you fail, you learn you learn something new that doesn't work. So, yeah, let let them do always online. If that means if if people are going to be turned off by that, you know, usually because the game is bad anyway and they don't want to play it. But if a game is good and it has this requirement, that shouldn't stop you from playing it. And you shouldn't feel like a game has to be around for your entire natural life in order to feel secure. Like, things come and go. And there's great games being made all the time. If I miss out on one great game, I'll just have to, you know, cry my tears into the CD case of another great game that comes out. There's not enough time to play all the great games that exist in this world. And as long as I can play as many great games as can be done reasonably and comfortably to the point that I can enjoy the process of playing them, completing them, rather than just getting through them to say that I got through them. And that's the way it is. So if Redfall is always online, that's not gonna bother me. I have an internet connection, no big deal. I will not be indulging in any kind of multiplayer because I'm not going to have Subscription services to two consoles—that just doesn't make sense to me. I have PS Plus, and that's the way I'm keeping it. Xbox, you know, if I get into Redfall, I'll play it for what it is. I love Gran Turismo Seven; that's always online as well. Other always online games I enjoy: Destiny. No, well, Destiny Two, I did enjoy. Division Two is what I meant to say, and Overwatch Two. Overwatch been around for six years. People still play. People still love it. It's still here. It's still supported. So that's the way that that goes. If you don't want these games to go away, or you don't want the support to get cut somewhere down the line, play the game. Simple as that. AMC? Yeah,
1: I mean, yeah, completely agree. Um, Like, I I don't have... No, I was gonna say I don't have the greatest internet connection. I probably, eh, I think it's actually fine. But I, I never run into an issue when we're playing Overwatch. I'm not getting dropped ever. Any issues like that? Um, You're not lag switching. Yeah, and yeah, I've just I, the issues that people are worried about. I just don't run into them. And also, I live in the city, so maybe, maybe that uh, that's a place of privilege when it comes to playing video games. Who knows? You don't but, um, out on the barns. Yeah, but yeah, who knows? Um, and just this idea that like well, like there might be somebody who doesn't want to, who like doesn't have a great internet connection. Well, then they just skip on this game, especially the fact that like, if they're, if they're planning on getting this through game pass, they weren't going to directly pay for this game anyways. So it's just a thing that they can just choose to ignore, or they can play it on game pass and have the low barrier to entry where they don't have to worry about, you know, dropping 60 to 70 bucks on this game and then not be able to play it because their internet connection is whack. So, um, there's really no reason, I feel like, to complain here as far as that goes. Uh, on top of that, what you were saying about like games preservation and always online. Well, we've seen games in the past who who had online connections um, basically remove that option as the game was starting to like wind down and not get supported anymore. They then moved it to an offline game. You could still play it single player and enjoy it. So um, they could always do that with Redfall. For some reason, they felt like, yeah, the game was kind of sunsetting and they didn't want to support it from that perspective. And they weren't worried about, you know, people trying to, I guess, take advantage of the, the leveling system in some type of way or load up, I don't know, pirate the game, whatever. Anyways, um, all those issues seem to be able to, you know, for them to patch and change if the time comes where that is the case. But as far as preserving the quality game at launch, yeah, they want it to be always online for all those reasons that you mentioned um, that a lot of other games do it. A lot of times it's because of shit that the community does (laughs) that consumers do is the reason why they make it always online to kind of, you know, keep you in check or within boundaries of how they want the game to be experienced for everybody to enjoy it uh, together. Um, and so, yeah, a lot of times it's for the benefit of the consumer or why they do it. And I get it. that it's not benefiting every consumer, but overall, if they're working, if they're doing these things to preserve the quality of the game, then it's in benefit of the consumer and not just the the company itself. And so, um, yeah, I get it. Not everybody's going to enjoy the reasoning or, the benefits of it but the people who do will enjoy it for for all the more reason like i i like that i can play overwatch and not necessarily have to worry about people using aim bots all the time or, or map hacking
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. and things along
1: those lines like those things are there for a reason like the moment games stop getting supported you started seeing all that shit get crazy where people are just lag switching and going through walls and, and things like that and you're like how is that happening in a, in a multiplayer game because those games are less supported and so yeah um i have no issue with this uh and i think it's one of those things that people throw a temper tantrum over but then once the game drops if it's good that's all that matters is that they're playing a good game so yeah that's all we, that's all i got here a hey, dub let's move mm-hmm. into the next topic of the week oh, topic of the week is it on me yeah it is on you
0: that's no, not me
1: Slow down, Wayne. You know it's uh. <laughs> get
0: rid of that. See, I did Star Wars. We talked about that. I don't need to talk about this. Well, let's let's get into let's get into the meat. Yeah. <laughs> let's get into some positivity. Let's talk about the new PlayStation Plus games for February 2023. Yeah. Yes. So, for this coming month. Here's what we have to look forward to in the PS Plus offerings. We're going to get Ali Ali World. Mm-hmm. We're going to get Evil Dead the game, mm-hmm. not the movie. We're going to get Mafia Definitive Edition. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, AMC, but for me personally, this is damn near a three for three month, which is pretty rare. I usually already own a game that's been on there, or there's like one, sometimes two at most, that interests me. However, this time, I mean, Ali Ali World, that's happening. I was immediately in love with the art style and just the overall design of the game. I'm also pleased to hear from people who have been playing the game that it is challenging. It, you know, whatever that means depends on the person, but, you know, just the idea that it is a challenging game as well as just aesthetically good looking. That's a good draw. So I'm going to be adding that to the library. Mafia Definitive Edition. You know, I was very excited when they announced this game. I didn't have the time to squeeze it into my rotation. Definitely adding it to my collection. We'll be getting into it. I played the original Mafia way back when. I think I almost want to say PS2, maybe PS3 at the latest. But it was it was a very old game. It had a lot of promise. It did a lot of things right. The definitive edition i believe it it modernizes the controls i recall that there were there was some kind of cover system added and things like that so it'll be interesting to get back into that with the enhanced visuals the improved gameplay and just to see if i can push it over the finish line this time um evil dead the game i'm you know i'm not really an evil dead guy i have All the love and respect for Bruce Campbell and Lucy Lawless. Uh, I never looked at the Evil Dead games. It was just something, you know, because of... My kind of ambivalence toward the movie franchise i didn't pay attention to the games but i'm hearing good things about it so it's something that i'm going to be looking into might be something i add to my library uh these games are going to be coming at no extra cost to playstation plus subscribers on february 7th so keep an eye on the store for the update in the coming days it's probably already updated by the time you listen to this amc are you going to be bolstering your library
1: with any of these offerings uh yeah i'm definitely grabbing for sure, grabbing Aliali World, I I loved um I think I had, I'm not sure which Aliali I had, maybe two or one. It was available previously on PS, um on PS Plus. I think back when like on the PS4, maybe the PS3. Yeah, PS4. Uh I know that, that game was awesome. Absolutely really awesome. All, all the tricks, flipping the flipping the sticks, and that's how you're doing the tricks. And it's not like an endless runner, but like you kind of just have your course lined up and you're going from, you know, um from like rail to rail to jump to jump and you're you're getting your tricks off while also trying to stay on path and like not, not trip up So fun, fun, fast paced game that has a lot of style to it. This one looks to be even like that. And then some just, um, when I was looking at the, um, the trailer for it and the visuals for the game looks absolutely awesome. So that's a, for sure. Download, um, Ollie Ollie world. The other one, um, yeah mafia i will add that to the collection i don't know if i'll ever play it but you know looked at it always heard good things about it and seeing that it's uh been updated because they, yeah they said what is a 2002 game um uh, another another remake but yeah uh it what I like about it is I would not have gone back and played the original version of this game, but uh, knowing that it has been, you know, probably had some quality of life, things added to it, the controls have been updated a bit, and the visuals all look uh, a little bit better, it just gives a little more of a reason to come back, and, and that's more of a, uh, this is more of a, if I'm in the mood for that genre, meaning like Mafia, then I would totally hop into it, so because of that I will add it into my library cuz you never know when I got that that itch that needs to be scratched uh Evil Dead I looked at the gameplay for that it looked like a fun game uh as you said never really into the Evil Dead franchise I watched like one of the movies and it was it was it was good I think I was young enough where I felt like it was horror but then like seeing them as adults is like oh they're like totally like campy like like B movies and they're great because of that um and yeah the game looked the game looked pretty decent so that's one of those ones I'd have to read up on to see if it was something that's worth uh putting in the collection cuz if I won't play it there's always a possibility that it's just another game for Theo or Neo when you play down the line so I'm I'm adding most games for the most part when it comes to that. Uh so yeah those are three games for sure. What was the uh the fourth one?
0: I didn't see a fourth one.
1: Okay so just Ali Ali
0: World um and Mafia and, Evil Mafia De- and oh, Light. excuse me, and Destiny Two Beyond Light.
1: Okay, yeah, and then Destiny Two Beyond Light. Um, yeah, know. I don't know if I'll be getting back into Destiny, but isn't yeah, I'm, I'm I guess a- is Destiny. that is that is that like an expansion? Because isn't Destiny free now?
0: <laughs> Destiny's free, I believe that that is an expansion. I believe that's the most recent expansion. Look, okay, awesome in the in the trailers they showed. I was like, damn, that's a does the player have to get back into destiny for a bit And I, like, uh, that, uh,
1: that stasis right like ability something like that i, yeah. I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> they've done they've done a lot with that game and from what i hear the game is absolutely awesome the people who are like into it um just absolutely love destiny but yeah it's just it's not a franchise that i need to get back into i enjoyed it while i played it but um I got enough going on right now with Overwatch and Diablo on the way and just games already in my backlog. It's it's not a franchise that I want to get into as of right now, but for the people who like Destiny, that's awesome. You get in the expansion for free and it looks like a good uh, like jumping back in point to pick that up. So, not bad there. This is definitely an awesome lineup of um I would I dare to say triple A quality games. I don't know if mm-hmm. like Ali Ali would fall into that category, but mm-hmm. yeah, just all quality games that um people should give it a try so not bad there i know people always hate on the the ps plus offerings but this is actually one of the ones where people should be clapping for what sony has made available
0: well some people are holding their applause <laughs> some people are not pleased <laughs> some people out here trolling yeah. We got Cholot Week Cholot Week 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 First show says Pretty meh To be honest But still way better Than Xbox again <laughs> So Not good But better Than the competitor
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 uh.
0: Everything bad Next show says Nice Some actual games here Unlike garbage with gold. Yeah. <laughs> Again, hating on Xbox's offerings. is we see it all the time, man. This ongoing mentality that to appreciate one thing means that you have to disparage another. You guys gotta get out of this binary, this this self-fulfilling prophecy of uh dichotomy and negativity i'm just throwing out my college words but yeah you, you guys gotta break out of this just enjoy stuff talk about things you like you're spending all this time on hate you're turning into individuals and nobody wants to be around that's why you buy yourself next show says nice try playstation womp, womp. <laughs> next show says more junk to try to cover up the fact that we are being charged an unnecessary multiplayer toll
1: This like one's every, funny to me. Every every console has some type of payment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, like, it's unnecessary. A, a They're yeah. making
0: record profits. They should be able to get me online for free. Well, we pay for online and we get multiple free games every month in exchange. So I really don't see what the inequity here is. You know, you're paying the you paying the multiplayer toll, but you're getting games in exchange. Like getting I got two. Definitely three games that I'm possibly going to be adding to my library. So those are games I don't have to buy, no matter how much they cost now, 10 bucks, 20 bucks. But you know what? That's 10 or 20 bucks that I don't have to pay in addition to the unnecessary multiplayer toll. And I get dozens of hours of entertainment for things that I was interested in and didn't get around to. Now I'm going to have them and I don't have to do anything or make any room for them. They're just going to be there. That's a good deal to me
1: not sorry. You also, oh, sorry. Oh, you also forget. For you also forget like how, what, the PSN experience used to be like <laughs> before we started paying sixty bucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it was definitely like that was like the thing that people used to always talk about. Where it was like everybody'd be like, "Yeah, Xbox Live is a lot better," and it was because like Sony just wasn't putting that you know that foundation down for their multiplayer support that like that we now are experiencing. So people are just yeah. taking all of that for granted. That like. When you just remember, you you only pay $60 for the year and try to remember what it was like before, and you'll understand. $5 a month.
0: That's a problem.
1: Yeah. And you'll understand how we are all benefiting from this multiplayer experience now, as opposed to what we used to deal with <laughs> when it came to playing online with Sony games. Dozens of
0: games every year, anywhere from 36 to 48 games a year. $5 a month. <laughs> Unnecessary. Yeah. And then, like, oh, my God. I, I don't even remember what I was going to say. I'm getting to this last troll. <laughs> Another monthly reminder why PS Plus is useless. Just let us play online for a smaller fee. Just feels like nickel and diming. You're getting free games for $5 a month. What's the problem? What's the issue here? nickel and diving it's one it's an annual fee it's probably the lowest annual fee among the subscription services it's like and just speaking on that that psn versus xbox live argument you know what remark we haven't heard in a very long time xbox live is better than psn well, because PSN has stepped up and there's no discernible difference. So now you just playing your games, you're sending your invites, you get to drop in, drop out online, multiplayer, co-op. You got everything going on. It's smooth. We got, we got cross-platform play for a lot of titles back when people really cared about that. And, Thought that, oh, Sony, Sony is blocking communities from being able to enjoy the games the way they want and prefer platform. Well, you know, more and more we're seeing that that's falling away too. So things continue to get better. We continue to get greater access. We continue to get great content. You know, every month isn't going to be a winner. But for every month that is a winner, that's just money saved fact, do a little equation. Put a little 60 on your piece of paper. Every month, every time you redeem a PS Plus game, go look up the price. Put the price underneath that 60. Subtract it. Get the result. And just keep doing that all year until eventually you're going to end up with a pretty big negative number. Unless you're the negative number in it. You know, nobody can do anything about that Because a lot of people are just way too damn negative We're getting good content We got good services Great games continue to come out every single month What's the issue? AMC, you got anything?
1: Nah, I got nothing else People need to quit their belly bitching <laughs> It's the same old, same old We don't want to pay for this As I said, if there's one good game every month and that's all that matters uh, And so yeah um, You can do the math I'll do the Alfredo. <laughs> Yeah, uh, <laughs> Let's move on to the next topic of the week. T- topic of the week. Well, we got, we got, this is, I guess this is why people are mad, a because Sony's doing so well. <laughs> so let's see, um, we got news. Uh, I pulled this one from IGN, but Sony, Sony had a pretty good quarter, A-Dove. Let's, let's, let's get, let's dive into these numbers. Oh yeah. As revealed in Sony's 2022 third quarter financial results, the PS5 saw its best ever sales quarter with 7.1 million consoles sold during the three months ending December 31st, 2022.
0: Yeah, the PS5 might, might be coming up on the PS2 numbers, I don't know. <laughs>
1: That puts the console at twelve point eight million sold during the two thousand twenty two financial year and thirty two million units shipped since launch. That's thirty four percent increase year on year. A figure that demonstrates the supply issues that once plagued the console may well and truly be behind us. PlayStation Plus saw a small increase in subscribers, up from four point five million to. 46.6 million. Oh, more people are paying for this service that nobody wants uh, to use. That unnecessary toll. People want to get over that bridge, though. Yeah uh that doesn't bring it back up to its peak at 48 million users but the service's monthly active users has grown to 112 million Gosh, ps plus shit, revenue has also increased for a second a second consecutive quarter probably thanks to the subscribers of higher tier ps plus plans
0: exactly Getting people were going. I saw online people were trying to be like, "Oh, their their subscriber base didn't grow, so they're not making as much money as they used to." It's like, but they offer higher tier services that cost more money. They're making more money. It's if they're making more money off less people, <laughs> that's good business.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, in the NPD, they would always point out every year that, like, even where se- software sales were down, the the rate that what they were bringing in from the subscription services like game pass and ps plus were enough to offset that so like i i'd made the point that like the subscription services are actually a way to you know Keep these companies like afloat, money wise, in times where there's not a ton of games coming out. You have all these people then going in, jumping in, getting access to the huge catalogs of games, and they're spending their money there. And so, yeah, it's one of those things that I don't know. Like people try to look at it as like, oh, this is the downfall of the industry, but it's actually a way to support <laughs> the industry. Um, having these these subscription tiers for you know for access to big catalogs of video games. Yeah, so, and- it gives them.
0: It gives them stable, predictable stable, predictable revenue streams instead of the volatility of only depending on the success or failure of each new game.
1: Mm -hmm, Exactly. Um, Yeah, and then on top of that, yeah, we're seeing that the consoles are selling well um they had already said that they were upping the production i've I've heard from multiple sources that people are seeing like games in stores now not just you know not just the the direct sales from sony like you could actually walk into a target and see one in the case and be like am i gonna pick that up maybe i might maybe i won't who knows the scalpers aren't taking them all Uh,
0: yeah, yeah they're like they're finally listed as in stock on amazon playstation direct for months, it's always had consoles, but it, that still remains an option. You don't have to get an invite. You don't have to wait in the queue. Just go on the website, get your, get your console. And again, looking online, looking at what people are saying, it's funny to me because there are people who don't consider the console availability on the Sony Direct site as consoles being available. They're like, oh, if i can't walk in a store and get it then it's not available it's like you can go on this website and have it at your house in like a day or two what's the problem <laughs> why is this an issue why are you being stubborn what like nobody nobody's even on your lawn so <laughs> why are you out there out there yelling at kids that don't exist just get your console shut the fuck up enjoy <laughs> so
1: <laughs> yeah i mean uh, speak on it what do you think about sony's success um With the uh, we know we saw God of War release around that time. Obviously, Mm -hmm. it's a big holiday time. Um, Big holiday
0: time. God of War moving what eleven million copies in its mm -hmm. in its first month or to close out the year
1: in a year where there weren't any games. They do (laughs) no games, (laughs) nothing. nothing No big games. God of War Ragnarok not as good as twenty (laughs) eighteen.
0: I mean, yet again, Sony releases its newest, (laughs) fastest selling first party offering selling crazy selling zelda numbers as usual as they always do on one platform so that's that's huge it's just going to keep selling i haven't even bought ragnarok yet haven't even had any interest in buying it so you know i'm going to be an extra sale at some point because i got to complete i got to complete the story of kratos and my man atreus got to do it (laughs) but yeah it's i this also runs counter to the continuous online rabble about how Jim Ryan's running the company into the ground. It's like, well, the ground has clouds, apparently, because they're just going off into the stratosphere. You guys got it wrong. You need to fix your faces, get your minds right. Jim Ryan's elevating the PlayStation brand to levels that it that were only imagined before. And it's entirely possible that if PS5 can maintain this momentum, it's going to eclipse The PS2, which is something that cannot be accomplished for two console generations so far. So if that does happen, yet another feather in the cap of Jim Ryan as he does his pimp walk into the player's ball. My man is killing it. We got great games coming. We got PSVR coming this month. Atomic Hearts coming out. Granted, that's a multiplayer title, but I'm just letting y'all know that the hot shit is on the way. You know, GT7 VR, Ryan McCaffrey's extremely excited about it. I'm looking at it. I'm extremely excited about it. Might get a wheel and pedal set up with the PSVR, too. Uh, Nobody wants to buy a $500 peripheral to play Gran Turismo. Uh, Are you sure about that? Gran Turismo routinely selling, you know, 10 million copies, give or take, with each entry, people who buy consoles specifically so that they can play Gran Turismo, same people who go out and buy their their wheel and pedal setup, then put even more money into that to rig it up to a chair so it's like the cockpit of a car. Yeah, they're not going to spend another $500 to make that experience more real and believable. You can get out of here with that shit. People love the things they love. They will spend whatever money is necessary to get the best experience. I and mean, we're also talking about a community that's all about, oh, just get a PC, just build a PC as if that's super cheap. That's at least $500, $1,000, $2,000, even more if you want to just future proof yourself. So let's not pretend that The broke ass gamers, you know, I hate to use a derogatory term, but the broke ass gamers are the majority here. Like gaming isn't a hobby that you get into if you want to save money. It's something that you get into when you want to splurge, you want to indulge, you want to enjoy yourself. So Jim Ryan's killing it. Last of Us HBO series. It's just, it just sets the tone for the future. Offerings of PlayStation and other media outlets. I mean, we got the Gran Turismo movie coming, directed by Neil Bloomcom, and then we got the the God of War series coming. We got the Horizon series coming. So there's a lot going on to not only deliver quality content, you know, just industry industry pushing peripherals and just pushing. The industry of gaming forward but now we're at this place where the ips are being utilized not just as quick cash-ins for you know licensing and you know whatever give run me a check and put the product out like we're even beyond that phase where we're getting great licensed games we're also getting these ips adapted into the content that has always been deserved for video game properties because the stories are written, the artwork is done, the storyboards exist. It's like just translate that to a series or a movie, you'll be good. We're getting that stuff and then what's happening is that by exposing these IPs to different medias and formats, we're getting more eyes and more attention on the gaming industry, like with The Last of Us TV show that caused a spike in the sale of copies of The Last of Us Part 1. So that runs counter to the remarks online where oh it's just a lazy cash grab oh people everybody's already played this everybody has already played this so it's by expanding gaming into other formats it's expanding gaming by bringing more people into the sphere jim ryan's doing his thing playstation is knocking it out the park just continually successful. I, I wish them more and greater success because I love me some PlayStation. I want to see bigger, better games. I want to see more visually appealing and like evocative art styles. And I just want to see more. I want to see better. And if the industry is succeeding in the manner that Sony is, then that's exactly what we're going to get. So we have more to look forward to. Their success is our success. And. That's just the way it goes. We just need to get people to understand that it's a symbiotic relationship. It only is going to grow more successful if people support things that they enjoy. I'm not saying support everything, but if you enjoy something, if you're interested in something, spend some money on that shit. Make sure that it's going to come around again. Or be old belly and troll on the internet complaining about things that are being delisted or unsupported when you didn't support it
1: All right, let's get into the next topic of the week. Top topic of the week. It's on you, I do. Well, gonna finish on a low note.
0: Got a little bad news for prospective PS5 purchasers out there. According to Sony, PlayStation's 5 PS Plus collection is being removed in May.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, the PS Plus collection was introduced at the beginning of this generation of hardware. It included 20 games, now 19, that you know were kind of just exemplary of what the PlayStation experience is. Uh the collection was intended to help get not only new customers to jump into the PlayStation ecosystem by having just uh A laundry list of hits that are immediately accessible for free, but it was also for the purpose of helping PS4 owners transition more quickly to PS5 by giving them those things that they don't necessarily have to leave behind or to give them things that they haven't gotten yet that they'd be interested in playing. So this collection, this deal, this situation ship has been in effect, since 2020. So we're coming up on, you know, two and a half years of this come May. And, you know, it personally, it sucks because, you know, it's something that was there for players that won't be there anymore. But at the same token, it was a promotion. It wasn't like this is a service or this is a feature of the console that we're going to try to implement going forward. It was just this... This is for the purpose of incentivizing people to switch over to PS5 more swiftly. So if you're distraught or broken up by this, if you think it's a bunch of bullshit, you can do yourself a favor and just go add all the games that you want to have from this collection into your library. Therefore, you're covered. However, if you don't do that, if you don't want to do that and they go away, that's on you. AMC, does this affect you in any way, shape or form?
1: Um, I mean, no, not really. It's one of those things that, like, I have Nintendo Online, and there's like all those games, those retro games you can play. We have this PlayStation Plus collection. It's nice to see it there. We even get free games every month on PS Plus, and it's nice to get those. But you know what happens? I rarely end up playing any of those games, if ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like it's one of those things that's like I, I I can see people immediately doing like we're losing value, and that's always yeah. with anything Last of Us. It's like, there's no multiplayer, we're losing value. They lost half the game. Call of Duty doesn't have single player, we're losing value. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like... The single
0: player campaign that you completely skipped over to go straight to multiplayer. Okay, losing value. (laughs) And so it's
1: like one of those things with gamers, it's not... They look at expectations as necessary items. So it's like, oh, well, like... We've seen this in the past, so we would automatically assume that this is going to be the case. And it's like, no, 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 that doesn't guarantee that that's always going to be a thing moving forward, or it doesn't guarantee that this thing will always be be around forever moving forward. And I'm sure, as you mentioned, if not like they have the was it the PlayStation Plus Essential, all the tiers now, and so that's kind of where they're funneling people towards it's like well if you want to go and play all the great playstation games that came out and all these great third party third party games well you can now access this service and you can play all of these games um and yeah and it was nice having it there but it was as i mentioned not a thing where i ever felt at any time to go in there and play any of those games i'll definitely be going there and marking them, because who knows, maybe I I want to play as, uh, was it Bird Dog? I think that game's yeah. on there. It's so, Jericho.
0: Oh, you know what? I need to add.
1: I think I did add that but I to make sure. I did add Final Fantasy fifteen.
0: Yeah, you can enjoy that. No, uh, I'm probably never gonna play this, But I have, but I have it. Yeah,
1: but it's game's true.
0: preservation. Like yeah. you know, when I'm on my deathbed and it's like, you know what, I I need to try Final Fantasy 15. You? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, it's there, and that you can put Final Fantasy 15 on my tombstone. But yeah, no, nah, it's I'm, I'm good. Like I added the stuff that I want. I'll take another list. I already had Detroit Become Human through PS Plus, Last yeah. Guardian. I'll add like a lot. The games i want to play i've either played or i have already so yeah. it, it's or not if a like thing. if
1: you wanted to buy them it's not like they're going to be super expensive they'll probably be on sale down exactly. like we're losing a sale. value yeah <laughs> so it's like it's, i want to save two bucks it's literally only those people the ones that are we're losing value people that i can see being upset about this but once again unless you are constantly playing those games um Or if you plan on playing them soon, well, now you can grab them really quickly. Um, It's also a thing is that PlayStations are more readily available. So it's not a thing where it's like, oh, well, I can't get a PS5. And now they're getting rid of the Surface, so I can't add all these things on. It's, no, PS5s are now available. So... Literally the only people who are going to be screwed are the people who decide that they want a PS5 after the fact and weren't even and you would have to then tell them, oh, by the way, at one point they had this collection. And and then they'll get upset about it. But for the most mm-hmm. part, all these people already have if you already have the PS5, there's nothing to worry about because you can just add them into your library. So it's really only for the future players but once again they have that tiered server ps plus service where they can go and access all those games if not and they want to do it a la carte those games are likely on sale all the time so you can just put it on your wish list and buy it as it goes on sale and then you can play a ps4 game on your ps5 even though you're a person that's always talking about how you don't like to play cross-gen games on your ps5 and, and
0: let's, let's look at it this way like you have three months and PS fives are readily available now, so there's nothing stopping you. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> there's absolutely nothing stopping you. So everybody who wanted a PS five as early as possible, more than likely got one by now, or can get one now. And people who were just waiting, well, huh? you got no reason to wait. So either add the games to your library or go get your PS five and add the games to your library. <laughs> but it's there's no hurdles. There's nothing stopping you, so there's no excuses. Again, yeah. you got you got three months, ninety days. That's several pay periods. You can scrape your pennies together in that amount of time. If you can't, you got bigger things to worry about. All
1: right, let's get into the next topic of the week. Top topic of the week. You got anything AMC? Ah, uh, this would be my quick hit. This is a follow up to Sony's success. Got a war a dub has sold 11 million copies. Um, Let's see, uh, God of War Ragnarok has reached a new sales milestone. Developer Sony Santa Monica Studio announced that the PS5 and PS4 action game has passed 11 million copies sold. This crazy. Is from the studio itself, none of this would be possible without the support of our fans, so thank you for coming on this journey with us. Let's see a little more action. Ragnarok sold 5 million copies in its first week back we in 2022 go. to become the fastest selling first party PlayStation game of all time. Time, time, time. <laughs> um, I mean, do you have anything to add there? Any thoughts about God of War selling 11 million copies?
0: I mean, touched on it earlier, but yeah, it's the same thing. You know, it's outstanding game. It's selling. People keep talking about how oh, tired of Sony making the same game and same <laughs> Senge tired of over the shoulder third person, and it's not as good as the old God of Wars. It sold more than all of them <laughs> in very mm. short order. So something's going on there. It's It's clearly not the game. The game is clearly good because people just showed up for it. And it's also another thing where. People just be talking that shit, man. They talking <laughs> I'm I'm thinking about all the hate and I'm just losing myself in the abyss. <laughs> but, but yeah, it just Sony is killing it, man. They keep every time people try to disparage these Sony first party games, talk about how there's nothing good coming out and you know this isn't as good as that. And then those games that they say all that stuff about end up being the best performers ever like i think spider-man was their previous fastest selling title and it definitely crested the the 10 million mark but god of war did that in short order like i said i still need to buy it so it's still got some legs left who knows it might even outsell elden ring uh Mm. it win game of the year still outselling it Mm. Uh, (laughs) 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 but yeah Sony Sony's killing it. I'm also I'm also pleased by this success because that's going to be more time and resources for Sony Santa Monica to put in the whatever they're going to be making after God of War. We know that Ragnarok is the conclusion of the Norse storyline for the franchise. So hopefully this means that Sony Santa Monica can bring a new IP. To the market i know around the time that they were bringing out god of war 2018 they actually had a new ip in development that they ended up ended up canceling and instead decided to make the god of war and of course saw massive success as a result so yeah i'm looking forward to whatever's coming out of sony santa monica sony first party titles are killing it i also ha- i also believe that god of war is supposed to be the last of the cross-gen PlayStation exclusives, so going forward, we should be seeing the current-gen only titles. We already know that uh, Horizon Burning Shores, that's going to be exclusive to current-gen. You know, we got Call of the Wild or Call of the Wild, Call the Mountain, <laughs> and PSVR Two coming out. So, as expected, it's looking like 2023 is going to be the true kickoff to current-gen. And yeah, man, now that all the known properties out the way, we know that Spider-Man's coming at the end of the year. Maybe that'll be the new fastest seller. And it's just every step along the way of the the growth and maturation of the Sony PlayStation platform is just met with greater increasing success. And that benefits us because if these games are doing well, then we're going to get more games and more studios that are more confident making titles that have these kind of production values and just this overall cohesiveness of the complete product. So, you know, it's these are good things. These are good things. You may not like the New God Award, but it doing well means that we're going to be getting better games going in the future. Hopefully this shows other studios that, hey, we can make a game like this ourselves and they can take that format or they can take inspiration from it and make newer more interesting games like every every time a game does well it means that there's more stuff that other studios will be able to do that'll also garner increasing success for them make them bigger allow them to make bigger better games allow them to hire more people because i know how people feel about layoffs and all this and that, even though it's a natural part of running a business and working on products that have an end point. So, yeah, I'm thrilled by this news. I hope that this will carry forward and translate into even greater success with Spider-Man 2 and then following that Wolverine. Looking forward to seeing what the other first party PlayStation studios have to offer. And yeah, just as we get more eyes and ears on this industry, it's going to just expand and grow into something greater, more beautiful. It's the best time to be a gamer. Is this is these are happy times? Like these are the good old days, as as Tom Papa would say. Like these are the good old days. People talk about the good old days. What back when games shipped with game breaking bugs and nothing could happen until you got a sequel and hopefully they addressed the problem. And you know, you there was no DLC. Oh, no DLC. They ship in complete games. Okay. A sequel with new mechanic. That's a new gameplay mechanic—that's a—that's a complete game. But
1: yeah, I mean, people, it, things are times are so great that people try to like make up. Yellow light of death, red ring, issues with the PS5. No. Just oh, if convince. you're if you're
0: standing it vertically, you're killing your console. <laughs> that was debunked.
1: Yeah. Like it's, it's it's so good that people are making up issues that aren't true. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's and, a possibility that if you go in and you and you take your PlayStation apart and you put it back together wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and then you put it vertically. It's like Yeah, if else? you if you pour a
0: sparkling <laughs> water in it, it might it might die. <laughs> But like, it's and another mark of how great things are these days. We were talking about it in the pre-show. Virtually nobody, when it comes to these big AAA releases, complains about the gameplay. Like, where have the gameplay complaints gone? Before it was like, oh, remember when every game felt clunky? The controls, oh, the controls, it's not precise, it's sluggish. I don't like the way it feel. Hadn't been none of that, hadn't been no complaints about Control, it's all, oh, I don't like the story, I don't like the characters. Like, if, if your opinion of a game hinges solely on the subjective elements that are story and characters, then that game is doing something very right. And more and more we're getting these games that nail the game aspect of what they are, so you can say whatever you want about story and characters. You can say whatever about annoying dialogue or the uh, the attractiveness of the characters or the relatability. But in the end, it's still got a rock solid game underneath. So God of War, rock solid game underneath. People try to oh, it's a walking simulator. It's just going from cutscene to cutscene. Yeah, well, apparently, 11 million people in two three months really enjoyed that. So we're gonna be getting more of those games. Prepare yourself. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> you got anything else? I have no quick answer.
1: Nah, that was my final story. You got anything to, before we get out of here, a
0: No, nah, I think we about covered it. I think we did our jobs. I hope people get the message. I hope folks go out and look for the things that they're interested in and that they like. I hope people start ignoring the things that they don't like or don't want to see because that's the easiest way to make them go away if you do it in great enough numbers. <laughs> but yeah, man. Greatest time to be a gamer. I'm looking forward to getting on some Overwatch later and finishing Forspoken pretty soon. Uh, getting back into Until Dawn and Anno Mutationum. Getting ready for Star Wars Jedi Survivor now in April. Uh, still patiently anticipating and biting my nails, thinking about the glorious time I'm going to have with Diablo in June. Uh, anxiously anticipating a 2023 release date for Starfield waiting for a 2023 release date for forza motorsport 8 waiting for the the next sony direct where they show us the the new first party hotness we're going to be enjoying for the years to come they, there's a lot to look forward to we got shows and showcases coming up it, it, we're about to we're about to be hit over the head with goodness. we got black Myth: wukong coming in i think what 2024 or whenever it's coming? It's coming out. All the people said it was vaporware. It's a tech demo. no nah, it's real. And it's coming. Get ready. Got Atomic Hearts coming. Got Hogwarts Legacy coming next week. I'm looking forward to seeing everybody just chime in with their impressions and their positivity about that. It, it, it's, it's a celebration, bitches. Let's do this. Let's enjoy ourselves. Let's get online. Let's Let's play on multiplayer. Let's enjoy our single player. Let's share our experiences. I want to see people get back into photo modes. <laughs> hey, man. It's it's awesome. How about yourself?
1: Yeah, no, can't complain at all. Times are great. Got good games coming. Got good games already out. Got new hardware coming. Got good
0: games for free.
1: Yeah, like I feel like 2023 has already kicked off with a bang and we're just in the first week of February. So we know we got a ton of heavy hitters just lined up bang 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 and as we know there are uh, games that still need to be announced for fall at least for fall release dates so we don't even know how that's going to line up as well in summer as well so there's there's still a lot more to come so yeah this year has been absolute fire and I cannot wait to see what, what is coming down the line. Yes. With that said a dub, this is Control Issues I am the A.C. See? Our control. Thanks
0: for